This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes. It's a bunch of baseball nerds. Well, without the computers. Talking about the Philadelphia Phillies on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Oh, it is another edition of the High Hopes Podcast. Jack, we've been uh, we've been sent to the uh, the bad room for yeah, this one. Listen, we I got, feel totally out of place right we now. We got bumped for a wrestling podcast. For a wrestling podcast. Yeah, it's like, I mean, come on, let's let's talk about a real sport. Literally, uh, literally, one is a real sport and one is unless not they're breaking a sport. Down, unless they're breaking down uh, uh, like grapple moves and like college wrestling and Penn State wrestling. Yeah, that's, Big that's Ten, a sport. Big Ten that's wrestling. Sport. Yeah, I'll, I'll get bumped for that. I'm guessing they're not. No, they're talking about fake sports. Fake sports. Yes. So, you know, it's just Not disrespectful. Not all thrown off. Normally, we're on the other side. You know, you're on my other side. I got a whole area. I got my notes. I don't do I look better if, like I you. look better when you're looking at me from my right oh, side. Oh, big time. I this know. Is now I'm looking at you dead in the eyes. I don't know what's going on right yeah, now. I don't like it at all. It's really uncomfortable, but... Well, at least you're talking to a dead man today. We'll make sure I was just about to get there. I was about to say, but it can't get any worse than it was earlier this week for you, Jack. Jack, I, I think the High Hopes Nation needs to know that you are alive, you were okay. No, yeah, I'm not alive. Well, here's the thing. You're technically alive, but on the inside, dead. Dead. Just pure dead on the inside. So... I, so yesterday, oh, I went to the, yesterday I went oh, to the ballpark. Oh man! Well, uh, it was listen. <laughs> All right, <laughs> can I can I do a jack? The can funny I, thing, real quick, is that there is no one listening to this podcast who did not think of you when they heard. Yeah. This. Well, I thought of myself too. <laughs> I did too. And then How I thought that? of my Twitter mentions. <laughs> <laughs> like people literally thought my dog died. Like people were texting me, like, "Dude, are you okay?" And I was like, "Yeah, it's a baseball player. Like, I'm fine." Um, but can I just can I just yeah. can I just do a Jack Fritz spin real quick? Please. Roy Halladay got sent down once, and look what happened to him. He this came back very and won a Cy Young. Thing, you're right. <laughs> Brett very Myers. Brett thing. Myers got sent down in 08. He came back and saved the season. You forgot about that. Um, and, uh, how about and uh, on this team right now? Someone who got sent Victor down. Victor Rano. I was going to say, someone who got sent down and came back to win a Cy Young, Jake Arietta, but sure. Arietta, listen, guys. Arietta had a career of getting sent up and sent down in Baltimore. Yeah, so guys, listen, this happens to future Cy Young winners all the time, <laughs> and, and Nick, yes. Nick Pavetta is going to join a long line. Listen, here's where I'm at with Nick Pavetta. I can okay. move the goalposts as much as you want me to move the goalposts. I, oh, we know that I'm about you. You are the king. It may be my best trait. I think it is. No matter what, he's going to be a very useful pitcher, whether or not he's a starter or in an Archie Bradley or Ryan Madsen or that kind of role. He's going to be disgusting in some way, sometime. He will be a valuable pitcher. It's just not right now. So um, he's in AAA, probably not working on a third pitch, and uh, my Twitter mentions are on fire. So are we going to say Breakout Pavetta's on hold? Is that what we're going to say? Well, what, what else would we say? Is I don't it, know. That Breakout Pavetta's never going to freaking happen. Yeah, That's well, another option. It's, it was never going to happen unless he learned a third pitch. <laughs> so, like, so I went to the ballpark yesterday, and I'm uh, like... 
shout out to the one guy who tweeted, yeah, I is, saw Jack Fritz walking around. He looked like he's dead inside. This is where this is going. So <laughs> um, I get there. And uh, the first thing I do is go get food because that's me. And I'm standing in line. Oh, yeah, you got big guy today. Yeah, I got big guy. What up, big guy? How, how, do, you re- <laughs> <laughs> how do you react to the big guy? It's so, not great. Well, like I was in a salad line and the guy was enthusiastic. Like, he wasn't like being an a-hole about it's like, it. like, thanks, big guy. He's like, what do, you, what do you want, big guy? And I was like, listen, I don't know what you want me to do with that. You want me to- <laughs> I'm not really, in a, like, I don't really get offended by anything, but I felt like, should I be offended by this? <laughs> I, I I didn't know how to react. Called you fat. I yeah, mean, let's basically be real. that's what it was. Let's it, be real. It's not, like, it's not like I'm jacked, you know? I'm just, a, I'm just a big guy. I mean, he's calling it like it is, which I appreciate. Like I like when people call it like it is, but I still don't appreciate being a little a offensive. Guy. A little offensive. Anyway, yeah, but, back to well, your story. So, I go to the ballpark yesterday, and uh, and I'm standing in line, and the first person I see is Scott Lauber, and he comes over and he makes fun of me for Pavetta, and uh, and and in line with Jim Jackson, he makes fun of me for Pavetta. Um, so the beat writers are I'm the laughing stock of the press box. I felt like when I was walking when I was walking to my seat in the it's press like a box, walk of shame. it was like yeah, Cersei in yeah. Game of Thrones. It felt like everyone was pointing and laughing. Well, Cor- shame bell going by. Yeah, Corey Seidman was laughing. It was just it was a tough day for me. So well, while I'm down in Morose about about Nikolai, I also if he comes back with John Carlo, I'm back in. Like if he goes by John Carlo Bavetta, <laughs> we're 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 all the way back in on breakout Bavetta. So I am in the press box, and it got to the third inning, and I'm kind of just watching. You know, I, honestly, I know more about the game what's happening on TV because I can actually see balls moving and stuff. Mm-hmm. Whatever, it makes a difference. So I hadn't really seen anything with the ballpark yet. So I was like, you know what, I'm gonna go check out the new features of the ballpark. So I walked around, and uh, it felt like a sad walk. It really did. Like it wasn't intended. It's the it's the the uh, incredible Hulk music it's playing, and you got the bag over your shoulders, like do 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 do. Or the Charlie Manuel walking out of Citizens oh, Bank with Park the Wawa with the Wawa bag. bag. That's a good one too. <laughs> yeah, that's what They're I felt. All like. images that I am imagining you as right now. I was just like, it wasn't meant to be a sad walk, but it was like, uh, you know, sometimes you got to go on a walk. The truth just came out. Yeah, it, it was, was a sad walk. Yeah, I was like, you know, I was just walking around, head down, very sad. Oh, uh, I was waiting for someone to be like. Yeah, was that that idiot that said Pavetta was going to break out? Uh, I was really waiting for that moment. Um, but it's okay, you know. Uh, uh, it's, a, it's a minor setback for a major comeback. Um, tough times don't last, tough people do. So, Quick question. Major comeback. Are you talking about Pavetta or you in this know. case? I, I feel like we're one and the same at this point. I do so. too. I do too. <laughs> it's like it's the only thing you said this year. Oh, it's you so, said nothing else, it's, just Pavetta, that's it. I've literally been right about everything else with the Phillies oh. except for Pavetta. Like, Everything else has been like, oh, that's yeah, he's been that's been pretty close to being right, and then Pavetta happens. Like, do you do you even know baseball, knuckle dragger? (laughs) Jack's handling this well. (laughs) I put out a statement yesterday, Nick. 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 I put out a statement. <laughs> Who are you? Nick Pavetta did not talk to reporters, but I felt like I, as the, <laughs> as Nick Pavetta's uh, PR guy, I was. The, so I said, I said, I said to Lobs, like I put out my statement um, this morning. He's like, all right, well, since we didn't get we didn't get a confirmation from Pavetta, can we use your video as the official statement from the P, the Pavetta PR campaign? Um, and uh, we'll see if he uses it. But yeah, it's been an interesting twenty four hours. I I think it's a good thing. I'm glad he got sent down. I think. Yeah, let's actually talk about it 
For real. For real. The thoughts about Pavetta getting sent down on a macro level. It's a good thing. Um, because here's he, this is going to make or break Nick Pavetta. Because either one goes either down. He's either, like you just said, the, the tough people thing. I mean, he's either tough or he's not. And right. we'll find out. And if he's if he's sulking down there and if he's just not going to react in a positive way, then guess what? I don't want him on my team. Like If, if you're going to go down there and you're going to sulk and you're not going to pitch well and you're not going to come back with a vengeance and, and some semblance of a third pitch because you are embarrassed right now. And if you're just going to take that embarrassment and sit down there and do nothing, then guess what? Like you're not a winner and you don't deserve to be on this team. Like that's an honest fact. Like you don't want that kind of guy on this team if he's not gonna go down there and come back looking to have revenge for what happened. Like that's real talk. But that's but that's a fact. I agree with you. Would you want someone on your team? Absolutely not. There's no way you'd want anyone near your team when you're trying to win seriously that goes down to triple A, sulks, doesn't pitch well, and expects to have a job rather than earning a job. I a hundred percent agree with you and taking it a step further I applaud the Phillies for doing it because yeah, they're not messing around. They're not man. messing around. They're saying every game matters. We need to win every game we can. And Nick, sorry, you're just not getting out to the major league level right now. We'll see if they send down Aaron Nola, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing that's not going to happen anytime yeah, soon. A little bit longer <laughs> leash, just a touch longer for Nick. The Phillies have I mean, been. I think you can tell through their words and their actions and everything so far. Like they are severely disappointed in Nick Pavetta. Like it's not a big. I mean, deal. we we said it. I think that's the most critical we've ever heard Gabe Kapler be about anyone on the team ever. Yeah. And because he he was completely different than what he was in spring training. Like spring training Pavetta was a guy that was going out throwing ninety nine and like was attacking and had good tempo and was like aggressive. And the guy who pitched this year was the exact opposite. It was ninety four and like please don't hit this. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a great way to put it. It's it was it was like it was it was Please don't hit my ball as far as you possibly can. And he was getting teed up on. Like he just was. It was it was infuriating to watch. If you had a camera on me here at the station, you would have heard many a curse word <laughs> and, and yelling at, my t- at the television. So I got many an angry text. That's yes. for sure. So um, ultimately, it's a good thing because we're gonna we're gonna figure out who the real Nick Pavetta is. If he is tough minded and wants to be better and wants to be great. We can get a really talented pitcher. I mean, the talent is all there for Nick Pavetta to be a really good pitcher in this league. The problem is, is that he might not be mentally tough enough to get the job done. We'll see what happens when he comes back from AAA. All right. For more on on Nick Pavetta, check out the official Nick Pavetta statement. Statement, yes. On Jack Fritz's Twitter account. Yeah, it's like it's like for the twenty thousand views, which I think is hilarious. Look at you. <laughs> you make videos and people just it. watch them. People, people need it. Yeah, people, Gotta see those big guy big guy videos. People, yeah, the big guys. <laughs> Should I just change my name to Jackie Big Guy? Jackie Big Guy. All right. Speaking of big guys, yes. Not really that big, but he's important for us now. Let's talk the other side of this. Yes. Jared Eikhoff looked. Awesome. And I know, look, a 14 to 10 run lead for most of the time he's pitching, but I test wise, his stuff was moving. He looked really good. Where are you at with Eikhoff? Obviously, I think that like people are a little overreacting to the ninth inning when he struck out Cano, which I know is great, but um, but it was, you know, it was a blowout. It's a, look in and that was, game again. You know, they're human beings; they're not as locked in. They're just right. not having the same type of at bats. They're looking to get out of there. They want the game over, so you can't take everything away from it. But I did think the ball moved. Yeah, no, I thought, I thought, um, I thought Eikhoff was great, and I thought this is exactly what we kind of saw at the end of spring training. It was ninety one, but it was like a zip on the ninety one. It wasn't like the eighty eight to. 89 that was kind of soft in there and you knew that he was about to get teed up on um and for the best thing i saw out of eikoff was he had a pretty close to 20 20 20 
all throughout the board. So he had 20 fastballs, 20 curveballs, 20 sliders. And in order for him to be a good major league pitcher, he needs to have that kind of rota- that kind of breakdown because if he is just a fastball guy or whatever, throws a lot of curveballs, like eventually hitters figure it out. Sure. If they just do. So the fact that he was able to keep guys off, throw strikes that way, um, and had a little bit of zip to his fastball rather than the 88, 89 that we had been seeing when he was hurt, uh, it's big because the Jared Eichhoff in 2016 was a guy who was six innings, three runs or less. Like mm-hmm. That's about where he was. And um, I did not expect my prediction of Jared Eikhoff saving the season to be for this Nick quickly <laughs> or this quickly. Yeah. But yes, for sure. But there's there's no reason to believe that that Jared Eikhoff cannot be a good major league starter. I mean, that curve is a plus pitch. It is. A, sure. It's a legit plus pitch. And for long, I've. I've when, he, when I watched him, I thought his ceiling could be that of Ross Stripling. And what I saw on Saturday, or was it, was it Tuesday? It was Tuesday. Was what Ross Stripling pretty much is. Yeah. Like he's a I big curve. A, it's a really good comp. Yeah, a big curveball, a fastball that kind of sneaks up on you, and a slider that moves away from you. And Jared Eikhoff did that. And I, if he, I think he could be our Ross Stripling. And then if Pavetta comes back, and it, like the, the Dodgers rotation is so freaking deep that they can just do whatever they want with it, mm-hmm. it feels like. Maybe we have the same kind of thing happening here where you have... You have a, a four, five, six uh, really goodish starters. Yeah, and that'd be huge. And look, you can never have enough too much. You can never have enough starters. No, we talk sure. about it every year. You see it. Guys will get hurt. Guys will need rest. Guys will have dead arm periods. It's going to happen. So that's a real positive on Eikhoff. Um And I think our, he had a, he had eleven swings and misses in sixty pitches. It, I mean, it looked it, again. It was an eye test thing, and and it wasn't the most competitive at bats against him. But eye test wise, his stuff looked a lot better than it has in a couple years, like you said. And one thing about Eikhoff too. With this pitching staff, that you know, it, we've seen a, a heightened focus. It seems on control, on not trying to walk guys, trusting stuff. From that perspective, Eikhoff has always been an elite control guy, which is something else you like. Yeah, for sure. So um, I, I, I'm glad. Listen, I, Jared Eikhoff's a great guy, mm-hmm. and when he and I felt bad for him with all the injuries that have happened to him. Yeah, so it was tough. Even though it's at the expense of of, of my son, yeah. it's uh, it, it's a good thing because Eikhoff's a great guy, and I always thought he had talent. And if he can realize the talent that he has and stay healthy and help this team win, that's all I care about. Like, yeah. Like, ultimately, this is all just about the Phillies winning. Yeah. Yeah, and if I I think Eikhoff right now, like the guy that pitched in that game, is a guy that can go six or seven innings and help this bullpen. Um, and right now they need they need to help this bullpen big time, especially since they're. Well, heading I mean, in. just that him giving them four innings there was massive. It was everything. Probably I mean, I thought series. it was the, I, exactly. I think it was the most important thing that happened in that series was Jared Eikhoff giving you four innings there, considering all the games. There's six games into their 17 straight days. Such a nerdy statement by you. It I is. Love it. It's so nerdy, but it was huge. Well, especially after Nola doesn't... You, we, What did we say on the Monday podcast? We said, you have to get seven from Nola tonight. Yeah. He has to give you seven. He gave you four. Yeah, it was Eikhoff bad. was monster. Well, and especially because they're going into Colorado this weekend, which, I mean, I, I don't trust... Anyone going to oh, Colorado? It's a high-scoring games, baby. <laughs> like, I just don't yes. like. Uh, for as, I, I think the Phillies pitching staff is fine. I don't think they're great. I think they're fine. I don't trust them at all going into into Colorado. I just don't at this point. Like maybe Arietta, I would trust, but other than that, no, I just you're, don't. You're so. trying. You're trying to outscore them, yeah. in Colorado. Yeah. So and you can. Your lineup is better than the Rockies lineup. You can outscore them, but right now, you're going to have sure. to outscore them for sure. So um, yeah, I call. We'll, we'll get to that. I call save the save the save the series a little bit. Uh, if he didn't if he didn't do that, then you're it just would have thrown everything out of whack. So for him to kind. 
I take played the, what twenty five innings the two days before as well. In right. addition, you know, right. you, had, you had extra innings. You had uh, twenty five innings over two days. Yeah, and that's almost three baseball games over two days. And you use a lot of arms. They didn't. And Robertson's down now. So yep. remember we talked about it on the Monday pod. We're like, why is he <laughs> dropping down? What? What? And and neither. It's so funny because we had so many explanations, and neither of us said, "Oh, maybe he's hurt." Yeah. Neither one of us said that. And and then I went back and thought about it. It's like sometimes you it's have like, to cha- duh. sometimes you change your arm slot because like you're not comfortable and you have to find any way to get through it. And mm-hmm. that's clearly what he was doing. Yeah. The other thing that was an embarrassing moment for the podcast on Monday was that we didn't know why the All Star Game was coming in 2026. Yeah, that well, that was <laughs> yes, because it was was that on Monday or the last one on Thursday. Either way, we're like, oh, it's the anniversary of the '96, and we're yeah, like, that's why they're here. It was really dumb. <laughs> it was very, it's very dumb. 250 year anniversary of the country. Why they have a little it in bit 96? bigger deal? Yeah. Why they have it in '76? Exactly. Yes. So. Our bad. Listen. Hey, all right, we talk baseball here. I don't expect us to know about other things like, you know, the country and whatnot. Yeah. I, history of America, come on. I pride myself on only knowing baseball. <laughs> I can and, tell you about the history of the Phillies, all right? Yeah, and absolutely nothing else. Um, but yeah, no, uh, it was a cool it was a cool little ceremony on, what was that? Oh, it was neat. On Monday? Tuesday. Tuesday? Tuesday also. Tuesday. Yeah. Because <laughs> we were wrong on Monday. Yes. All right, so- <laughs> Let's get. We were so wrong. Okay, let's get into uh, some more stuff in the Mets series. I'll throw some stuff at you. Uh, let's go game by game first. Nola. We haven't talked since that start. We said give us seven innings. He, he stuck didn't. again. Where are we at? Man, uh, Nola has been just. Well, here's the thing. I I don't totally blame him for the start on on Monday because it was super windy. Mm-hmm. It was like crazy wind and and it was cold. It was colder and it was blowing. Uh, crosswind. So, like, if he's trying to throw a fastball way to a righties, it's just getting hung up a little bit mm-hmm. because the wind was so fierce that it wasn't spinning as much. Um, so, I could see that as being an effect of why it was happening. Again, he had no fastball command. Like, his fastball command was nowhere to be found. So, um, that was frustrating again. And, like, the numbers numbers against Nola just are so much different than what we saw last year. Like, right now, hitters are slugging 607 off of his four seamer. It's crazy. It was 336 last year. Yeah. And off his curveball, they're slugging 522. Last year was 249. Like, that is not good at all. And what I realized, well, not what I realized, what I thought was maybe his his, uh, release point is higher than it has been, and it's higher on every single one of his pitches. Mm. So where he's releasing the ball is higher than where it was last year when he's getting the crazy movement and being able to find... Like, he he has prided himself on being the guy that has the lowest release point amongst starters, and it helps him get the movement, get out in front of it, and, and spin the ball how he needs to spin the ball. And if his, if, his, if his arm angle is up a little bit on each one of those pitches, it can cause your ball to flatten out a little bit. It just does. That's just pitching. That's just figuring out the kinks. So not... Like I'm not scared about Nola. So you think the point being to to boil it down that it's more, it could be just more of a mechanical yes. issue right now. I think it's all mechanics. I don't think he's hurt. He's throwing just as hard. Um, I think it's just that he has to lower his release point uh, a little bit because it's it's a pretty like on a graph, right? You have where he was last year, 2018. Jack, Jackie numbers coming yeah. back out. Where he, where he was in 2018, it's like this. It's like a it's like a pretty steep incline. Um, it's like a maybe a forty five degree incline from on a ninety degree axis. Okay. Um, so not great, and I think it's. But if it like the fact that that's a better thing to hear that you think it's a mechanical issue than you think there could be something wrong with him. Yeah, body wise, I don't think that that's Good. that's it at all. I think it's strictly mechanics, and he'll be fine. I, I will keep saying he'll be fine until he's until there's some kind of injury that comes out. But I'm just I can't I'm not worried about the guy. Like I'm just not. I think the fastball command will come back. The guy's always been a command pitcher, and I don't think he forgot how to have fastball command overnight. 
Okay. Um, offensively, not much to take away. You know, you, you wish there were a couple spots where they could have driven in an extra run and taken that game. It happens. They come back the next night. They obviously bring it. We talked about yeah. the pavetta Eichoff part of it. The one thing on Friday that was frustrating was, like, in the, in the extra innings, um, McCutcheon was up. Kingery was on first. There was already two outs. Mm-hmm. And... Kingery should have been stealing there, and he would have been on second, and then McCutcheon you doubled. Could have, and if he did get out, McCutcheon could have let off the next inning. That is the correct move there. Yeah, I so I was I was a little frustrated when that happened. I think that, that was a way to steal a ball game um, when they, they didn't have a, a great all-around game. Although, listen, man, they came back three times in that game yeah. against Syndergaard, which I think is impressive. Yes, and it, it felt like, to go back to how we talked about the 14-inning game and how I felt like they were going to win, and you said it felt like a loss, that Mets game felt like a loss to me the whole time. At no point during that game did I actually think the Phillies were going to win it, and they didn't win it. Yeah. Um, and one more thing on Nola is the pitch that, that I think is killing him right now. He did throw more changeups on on he did. on Monday, but I think that was a product of the wind and that he couldn't spin couldn't his curveball. Curve so I think that was more product of that because it still didn't look great. Mm-hmm. The pitch that I think is is killing Nola outside the changeup right now is that fastball uh, down and away to righties and into lefties because he can't locate it right now. Mm-hmm. Like every and that's fast- a massive pitch for him, right, obviously. Right, because to lefties, so when, when he's trying to hit that spot down there right now, since he can't get down there, it's just leaking over the middle of the plate. And when you throw down and into a lefty and it's leaking over the middle of the plate, that ball gets crushed. I mean, I wouldn't know. And, <laughs> and, and when I love self-deprecating first when it comes out there. And when you're throwing it to righties, it's leaking right back over the middle of the plate for them to, to absolutely unload on. Right. So the fact that he can't get that outside down and away fastball to a righty and into lefties. Turning him against both sides. Crushing him. It's absolutely crushing him because I kept watching him and it kept just <laughs> leaking over the middle. These guys were teeing off on it in a way that I'd never seen before. I think it's so weird. Uh, this is just a philosophical thing about the whole sport in general. And the thing that I'm so confused by very talented pitchers just look mortal. And like Jack Flaherty's getting destroyed this year. And Jack Flaherty is disgusting. Mm-hmm. Scherzer looks okay. Like Chris Sale, Sale Sale's getting about. destroyed. Uh, Corey Kluber is cooked. He looks like he's cooked. Yeah. But it's just it's just like all these great pitchers all of a sudden are all bad. Like Syndergaard got ripped on Monday. Yeah, even DeGrom had a bad outing. DeGrom's had two straight bad outings. You know, it's like, what is happening here? Like, I thought if there was anyone who was good to go, it's Jacob DeGrom. Tyler Glass now is like the best pitcher in baseball. So I I can't tell what it is. I I, I think they're juicing the baseballs again. And my one theory is that they, they. they're tightening the seams even harder so the ball's not moving as much, but they look like they're moving the same. Like, well, and there are guys who are making it look like it's moved, and we've discussed yeah. Jose Alvarado and that, that pitch. It was like, I've never seen anything like it. I mean, Blake Trainin's still getting the ball to move. Right, I mean, so maybe it's not that. Yeah. You know what it might honestly be? Guys know how to hit 98 now. So like everyone, That is a good point, man. People have adjusted to the higher level of fastball velocity on a consistent basis. And you better have a pitch that, that, that moves now because like, fastballs are out. You can't throw fastballs anymore. Like fastballs you just, are out. You can't throw them. I mean, you can you can mix them in. Like Naris yesterday was a perfect fastball. It was perfect. Use. It was perfect. And we talked about this on Monday. We talked about how the bullpen they are just breaking balling and and sinkering and having a ball that moves people to death. Like they are not throwing four seamers. And then that's what allows you to have success with the fastball when you're playing off your off speed stuff and you can use the fastball to mix it in the way Naris did against Broxton. Now the one thing that I will say is. Sure, the balls are moving as much, but if they're tightly, if they're more tightly wound, they're a little slicker, and that's maybe why the control is not totally there. Oh, that's that's why the NOLA control that's is not possible. there. I think that it's a mixture of guys can hit ninety eight now, and even though the ball's moving, they can't get the same grip on it for the location. That might be what it is. It's possible. If, if I'm being honest, I think that's probably what it is. There is one guy who has not had an issue with that. Ace Arietta, Jack. 
Imagine signing you Darvish over Jake Arrieta. Oh, man, I, I'm glad I can bring that back. <laughs> it's been a while, baby. It has. That was like the first two months of last it year. It was. Every podcast would open, would open up with, imagine signing you Darvish over Jake Arrieta. Um, you Darvish, by the way, threw a ball the other day. Hit three guys. Hit all three of them. Three, and everything three. I like it. Bounced yeah. off the batter, off the catcher, off the umpire, and all three guys just go down. <laughs> it was like it was like a, it was like one of like a magic bullet or something. It was amazing. Right, right, right. So, um, Jake. So, Jake has just been... He He's awesome. I know we're kind of jumping Again. around here. We're trying to jump yeah, around. Yeah, we're jumping around. We're jumping let's around. Talk about the Mets. Let's talk about the Mets series in general. We don't have to go game by game. Yes, exactly. I mean, look, they, there's not much to say. They won the series, which was awesome. I do have something the I blowout would. game was great. We'll get to the injuries, and we'll get to the greatest player in the history of baseball coming up as well. But I have one general Mets thought that I would like to yes, just but, get but out there later. Jake. Jake. So, Jake, the ball is just dancing like it is just dancing and and i don't know if you saw my tweet today i kind of hope he didn't because i want to throw it oh, on i you. didn't i did not see a jake arietta tweet today from you he just he he reminds me so much of early 30s Derek low right now Ooh, like you've said you've, i know you've made I've this thrown... comp to me before i mean i love the comp if he could be Derek low i mean Derek low is we should say world series hero of Derek. yeah Lowe. but that was oh four low so that was like still 20s low um but he was i'm talking with the like dodgers, dodgers yeah he was still great with the dodgers so i'm looking no, at i was well, looking, i guess not a hero in the world Series. no he's just he's a fine pitcher so in in, in Derek lowe's age 33 season he had a three three six three era Pitched 34 games, 200 plus innings, um, and he had a he had a he struck out 5.1 uh, and and walked two and a half a game. That's about where Arietta's numbers are right now. Arietta, a little bit better on the strikeouts, but slightly. Yeah, yeah. He's like a five, he's like 5.8 to six right now mm-hmm. in strikeouts, and the walks are around like three. Yeah, like they, they just remind me so much of each other. They both the key, have that the ground balls, the nasty sinker that goes down and in. Um, and Arietta threw a slider a lot more yesterday, um, but he's also so Arietta right now. Um, he I. This is this is like one of my joys in life is is watching a pitcher age and figuring out how to pitch. Me it. too. I think it's I the, love it. I think it's the I, coolest thing. Tom in Glavin is one of my favorite examples of it, where he just realized he's like I can't throw hard anymore. So I'm just and Jamie Moyer, another perfect example of Maddox. a guy, yeah, who just totally just used changes of speed and just was able to, was so smart as a pitcher that. Whether it was seventy nine to ninety one, even if that was his his verse seventy to ninety one, like that range, he could just make it work by being such a smart pitcher. Right, and and Kershaw's going through the same thing right yeah. now. So Kershaw's like eighty eight to ninety right now, which is crazy. Uh, I think Bumgarner's starting to learn a little bit. Like the the notion that these guys don't know how to pitch anymore is not totally true. They mm-hmm. just have to learn how to do it again. Like they'll, like Sabathia had a horrible season like three years ago, and, and now then he figured it out. And he figured it yeah, out. Yeah, totally. But when you watch a guy like like I'm worried about a guy like Kluber because. Because he's not like, unless he turns into like a hardcore two seam guy and a change up away guy and still like that sweeping curveball when he can, I don't totally know how he's going to change. You know what I mean? Well, I think it's also better for guys who are natural sinker ball type pitchers as you because you could. I mean, ground balls never go out of style. Like how ground is, balls will never go out of style. I guess Sales gonna have to turn into a slider guy. Like he's gonna, he's gonna have to, man. He's gonna have to throw it all the time. Um, but what? Area- which, which, with his delivery and his, I mean, yeah, we we've like the fact that Chris Sale hasn't had a major arm injury is one of the most crazy, unexpected science, things science, in history. Science miracle. It is. It's all we ever talked to. Chris, oh, he's great, but it'll never last. Yeah, he's lasted a long time already. So it's it's really cool seeing Arietta. Yeah, he, he had a down year last year. He was not great last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and all the underlying stats would show that, but. 
this notion that just because you don't strike out guys anymore doesn't mean you're a good pitcher, I always thought it was a little bit crazy. He's generating so much soft contact right now. Weak and he, contact, man. He, that's been great. Yeah, and he's he's in the zone longer. He's 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 not nibbling like he was last year. Like last year, he wasn't striking anyone out, mm-hmm. and he was walking a ton of guys. Yep. And guys were crushing his balls that were were in the zone. Um, and I was watching some clips of him from his Cy Young year, and it was like, <laughs> like Ariadne was disgusting it was like 97 and uh, now he's 93. I, I mean like we always talk about like the best we ever saw and pedro in 99 is the best i ever saw but jake arietta the second half of that 2015 season is among like the best stretches i've ever seen in my life yeah from no, the pitcher it was crazy and like it, a 0.70 or 0.70 or 8 over that stretch or something insane like that i know it was nuts and he'll never get back there which no. is perfectly fine because the pitcher right now that is pitching for, for the phillies obviously he's pitching for the phillies this is a phillies podcast why would we not talk about Jake great Arietta? point jack you nailed that one thank you <laughs> that was like a classic uh, let me fill this in with bs yes. when i'm trying to make my next point yes um but the but the picture we're seeing right now is is a sinker hard sinker and a change up that both come out of the same arm Lot, that guys have no idea where the ball is going to go. That's, I mean, the 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 at bat to Pete Alonso yesterday, where he swung at a one-two oh. changeup that was like a fifty-six footer. Unbelievable! It was like a Donovan McNabb pass. Like he swung at that, and it was like this guy's back. Yep. Like, this and Pete Alonso is a really good hitter, as we talked about in the last pod. He's got a good eye. So, yes. um, I I I am really really impressed with Arietta. I think he, him pitching like this, I think, is going to give more. Um, uh, more confidence to the rest of the guys, not even in the rotation, but throughout the whole lineup. Like the fact that they can say, "Hey, Arietta's back," and they're probably whispering to each other in the Jake's dugout. Jake's got us tonight. Like Jake's back. Jake. Because I mean, Arietta. Obviously, he's had a short stint of greatness, but Arietta is a guy that won a Cy Young that had put together one of the be- the best second half in baseball history. In history, yeah, right, literally. And when you had that guy, and also a guy who won a World Series, a guy who pitched in the World Series, made big outs in the World Series, like that matters to a younger team without a lot of guys like for that. sure. And I I just think it's going to enhance their level of competitiveness. And I think how the Phillies are going to view this as they're going to be saying to each to each other, "Hey, when we get Nola right." I mean, what's what's the what's the upside upside of this team? The upside of this team is a is a World Series caliber yes, team. If you literally. have Arietta back and Nola being back to Aaron Nola, I mean, the guys are going to be beaming with confidence. So, I'm so excited for watching Arietta start now because he's he is comfortable. He's in the zone, um, and I just think if he can turn in a, a, a early 30s Derek Lee, Derek Lowe kind of season, then we're getting a very good pitcher. And honestly, 75 million might be a steal. It's a shame that you didn't say you thought Jake was going to be back and you just talked about Pavetta. <laughs> didn't say it at all. It's really a shame, man. No, I, was, I think people would remember that. I should have you know? stuck with that take. Because I did have it. It's a great take. I mean, That's I why I'm saying said, it. You said, you said blatantly, Jake Arrieta's back this season. Like I'm you more, called it. I was more in on Arrieta than I was at, at Pavetta for um, one podcast. Yep. And then I went away from it. And then you left it. <laughs> it's very it's sad. A shame. Very sad. But it's, it's good, okay. It's a good take. It's a good take. It turned out to be a good take. Uh, one of my only ones. Also... Um, his battery mate, JT Realmuto, finally arrived. Locked in, brother. Yes. Locked in. And this is this is the Realmuto that we were, we have been waiting for. By he, the way, you're jumping my notes. See, it says Realmuto locked in on my notes right after someone as okay. best ever. But go ahead. Best ever. Wow. In the history of baseball. Okay. I'm obviously kidding, okay. but we'll get there. Um, Realmuto. I can't believe you took that seriously. Like, Scott Kingery's not the best player in the history of baseball. But well, his OPS right, right now, he's pretty pretty up there. Okay. Let's, we'll get to that in one second. Yes. I can't uh, wait. 
Real Muto, just uh, this is the real Muto that we gave up Sixto Sanchez for today. Mm-hmm. Yes, I saw a video of Sixto hitting 98 today and got a little reminiscent and started tearing up a little bit. But <laughs> Pedro in 99. But it did help that uh, JT Real Muto carried them against mm-hmm. the the Mets. Harper had a bat. Harper's in a bit of a funk. Hoskins in a funk. Even the, you know you know what's great about Harper's funk, which he's in is a that funk. he gets on base and scores runs always. Yeah, he, he it's he's, unbelievable. He's been on base every single game. He scored three runs in the 14 to three game, like quietly, like no. Talk about only just three runs, no problem. I mean, like uh, we, we could have gave three hundred thirty million to Carlos Santana, but yeah, Car- I'm, Car- just, I'm just kidding. Do you know Carlos Santana is batting right now? He's like four forty four hundred. He's batting four hundred <laughs> on the. Se- Carlos Santana has been freaking awesome. Baseball is so weird this season so far. This is a side tangent, but you have guys still batting four hundred. Mm-hmm. You have guys batting one eighty. Yeah. You have guys striking out everyone. You have great <laughs> pitchers great who pitch like crap. It's a like, really <laughs> unexpected first almost month of the like season. It's, it's so weird to me. We're almost Tim a month Anderson, into the season here. Tim Anderson, who blows like three weeks in, is batting like four thirty. Tim Anderson, the, now the poster child to let the kids play movement. You know, I'm seeing a lot of people talking about we'll the unwritten that. rules we'll of having played the yes, game. Yes, we'll get we'll get to that because I think you and I are somewhat opposed on that. But we'll so get to that. Um, all right. Um, Real Muto, locked in. We both agree. This is It's awesome to see. The other guy who's locked in, and, and I'm joking around a little bit, mm. but Scotty breakout season, Jack. Scotty Kingery breakout season. Two homers in the series against the Mets. My man is locked in. Five RBI the other night. Another homer yesterday. Hitting the opposite field. You said on the last podcast when Scotty's taking it to the Right center field, you know he's locked in. Scotty's locked in, Jack. I feel like I don't want to say Scotty breakout season because breakout seasons don't haven't worked out for me. In yeah, recent memory. don't say it. Don't say it. Don't. Great point. The most annoying thing don't about say it. the most annoying thing about my Twitter mentions right now is like stop jinxing the players. Oh no! And it's like it's no. like I'm just gonna keep giving my opinion. I'm just and talking you can about un- it. You can unfollow if you want. Um, Jack, here's so, a here's a little tip. Don't look at the mentions. Yeah, but I like the. I mentions. know you do. It's, I, know I mean, did. listen, I grew up in a different era than you. You sure did, buddy. You sure <laughs> um, did. Um, so, Kingery, I would just say that Scott Kingery has arrived. He yes. is. I think he that's looks, a good way to put it. He looks very comfortable He's to play. He's a major league baseball player, finally. His K rate right now is 12.5%. Wow, is it that low? Now, obviously, was he like mid-20s last 26% year? 26%. 26, right. yeah. Now, Obviously, the reason that is is because he's swinging way earlier in counts and not letting him get to 0-2. Oh, like what we talked about? Like, hey, let him actually be the player he is and see a pitch he wants to hit and hit it kind of guy? Yeah. What a shocker. And the one thing that that was uh, frustrating about watching Kingery last year was that it, se- it seemed like he just chased out of the zone all the time. And his O swing... Because he was always behind the count, too. Right, right. So his O swing percentage right now is uh, it was 40% last year. It's down to th- 33% right now. So positive uh, situations there. Right now... His OPS is it's like seventeen something, right? I'll get. I'll, I got one even better for you. Ooh, it's six points below what Barry Bonds was in the two thousand four <laughs> season. <laughs> that is from our good buddy Ryan Spader. Shout out to Ryan Spader because obviously, like Kingery will not finish this season with a seventeen hundred sure? plus. No, you never know. Yeah, you, you can't be. You can't be so sure. How how is that possible that Barry Bonds had a full season with that? Like that's. I mean, the Barry Bonds like. It's unbelievable, man. So Scott Kingery has had two weeks, the best two weeks is probably his life hitting wise. Yes, below what Barry Bonds did for a whole entire season. It's, it's I'm speechless. Yeah, I'm literally it's speechless. Freaking insane. All right, Kingery. Two questions. One, obviously he's not going to bat 480 or 520 or whatever he is this year. Probably, mm-hmm. probably, probably. Let's, let's not say it that. Is, it is the breakout season. I can yeah, say yeah, that yeah. you can't. Right. But but break you, break. 
No, I'm not gonna say. Just it. stop. Okay. Just Jack. <laughs> Nick Fitt is in the minors right now. All right. Can you please? You're talking to a dead man, so it doesn't matter what I say anyway. <laughs> all right. Two questions. One. Uh, do you expect Kingery to keep it up for all intents and purposes? Not to bat for you, but keep it up. And two. How much should he be playing? Who should he be playing for? What's the right amount he needs to be in the lineup right now? Well, the Segura injury kind of take of course takes yeah. care of itself. Let's a say little bit. four to five days. Whatever Gabe said. Let's say let's say Segura's back middle of next week. He's good to go. How are you moving forward with Scott? Well, the problem is is that now Cesar's playing better and yeah. Cesar's been good. Couple homers in the last week. He's been much better. One he had the, that eleven pitch at bat yesterday that yeah. changed the entire inning. So mm-hmm. that was awesome to see. And listen. Um, I, I want Kingery to play as much as possible. I think uh, eventually he's obviously going to be our second baseman. But Cesar's helping the team right now. Yeah. Jeez, getting a little excited about Cesar Hernandez It's because we're in this studio. It's all messed it's up. It's small different for spots. By the I'm way, a big real, guy. Real quick, you are a big guy. While we're at 34 minutes in, I guarantee you it's been 34 better minutes than the wrestling podcast. Always. But, I bet my life on that. <laughs> um, uh, I, I think Kingery right now, I would say get him, if you if you play six games a week, start him, start him at least twice. I mean, yeah, I was even going to go three, and if, and and it's uh, look, it's a tough balance. You're right because Cesar deserves to play. You're not sitting Franco on a consistent basis right now. Yeah, uh, that's a tough take so far. I know, but <laughs> yeah, you know the man, the man's doing it. Now we didn't talk about this from the from the Monday night game. the The home run he hit against uh, Syndergaard mm-hmm. was that was the swing. No, no, it was against uh, Mats. The Mats home run. Yeah, the Tuesday on Tuesday game. night. That was the swing I've been waiting for from Franco. Every home run he's hit so far this season has been a missed pitch up and in that mm-hmm. he just hasn't missed on. That was a pitch that was away that he waited on and took the deep center field. Yep. If you want me to fully buy in to, to break out more Mike of Hill, that, yeah, I need to see the ball to just the opposite. Don't say way. break out Mike Hill. Should I say it though? Because I want Kingery to play. <laughs> should, I, should I just tank Mike right now? Oh, no. Should I tank him? No, I want the Phillies <laughs> to be good. I want the Phillies to be good. Yeah. I won't say it. I won't More say it. hitters is better than less hitters, Jack. Okay, I won't say it. Okay. I won't say it. Good looking. Bray- I won't. Okay. I'll, Stop. Okay. Uh, You're really <laughs> testing our patience here. <laughs> so, but that was the swing that I. Everyone's like yelling at their yeah, yeah, yeah. iPhone. No. Yeah, slow motion. Yeah, like slow motion. Yes. No. Yes. Exactly. Um, but I, th- that swing on 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 Tuesday. That's the swing that. If you want me to believe in Michael as a long-term piece on this team, that's the swing I need to see more of because that's sustainable. Beating up on bad pitches in that are just missed out over the plate and high that you can easily crush, that's not really doing much for me. I know they look great and whatever, but uh, I look for sustainability. I look for over long-term success. And him being able to take that ball to center field, that's long-term success for me. So so if Michael struggles a little bit, Kingery can slide right in. The fact that Kingery looks this good and is forcing his way into the Phillies lineup is only a good thing. It's a great thing. It's because if one of those guys starts scuffling, Kingery's ready to Which, go. Which, again, back to the whole you can never have too many pitchers thing, it happens off at, on, on in the lineup, too. Like Guys will get hurt. Guys will get nicked up. Guys will need days off. And, and man, the injuries are starting to, to yeah. pile up and a little bit. And the thing with Kingery, too, is that he really is a versatile guy for you. We've seen how many different positions he can play. He's a great base runner. He's fast. He does a lot of different things. But... I just didn't think it was possible for him to possibly <laughs> to, 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 to be able to physically swing the bat. How do you how do if, you do that if you're playing all these different positions? It's if he's just Jack. moving all over the place, how is he even able to focus at the dish? It's a miracle. Like the, it's a he, miracle, really. He, the fact that he's uh, miraculously batting 480, playing third base, shortstop, second base, a little bit of outfield. It's just I'm shocked by this. It I don't makes know it how that it's much happening. more impressive, Jack. That much more impressive. All right, one other thing from the Mets game, we kind of mentioned it, but. Is Hector Neris our closer, Jack? <laughs> How is this possible? What, how many times? I, I, Mea culpa, I said on this podcast, I never, ever, ever, ever need to see 
Hector Neris pitching the ninth inning ever again. And since then, it's been what, twice? Two for two. Two for two? So, He's two for two in saves? Yes, I guess I'm wrong. Well, I don't know if you're wrong. I I, I don't know if if <laughs> saying you don't... I mean, it's not like they've been like easy? clean or easy. Yeah. Like yesterday, I literally almost like I'm holding my daughter as I'm watching. I'm like fist pump, and I'm like, ah! Yeah, don't squeeze too hard, though. No, like, I didn't. Yeah, I you can't, you can't be doing that. She's a big Phillies fan, so she big Phillies fan. Watch. Can't help it. That's good. Yeah. Um, but Hector... Uh, I thought he actually pitched. That was the best I've felt about Hector in the ninth inning. Mm-hmm. Um, he had the unfortunate little slow roll to Franco that it just happens when you th- especially when you throw splitters like that. That's going to happen. Yeah, and the the cool thing about his splitter right now is that it is splitting like crazy. What else is that? It's <laughs> he doesn't fully know where it's going out of the hand. I know. So it's either it's either cutting a little bit, it's either going straight down, or it's either going in like a sinker to righties, um, which is a good thing. That's a. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you can <laughs> if you can have that pitch go three different ways. I mean, I mean, that's a devastating pitch. Huge. And it makes his fastball way harder to pick up. Wait, I mean, you saw with Broxton. Broxton, especially on the first fastball, looked lost on By the that way, first strike. Really glad it was key. Strike I'm really that. glad it was key on Broxton that was Dude, up. me too. I said the same thing. <laughs> it was so funny because we were talking about it in the air today, and DeCamera was like, Yeah, I was really worried that with the, the fastball. And I was like, I wasn't. It was Keon Broxton. If someone else were up, I might have been worried. But literally, with Keon Broxton, I was not worried. <laughs> it was literally anyone else. Literally, I, I thank God. Brandon Nemo was hurt bad enough that he couldn't pitch it because that was a classic Brandon Nemo comes in and we hate Brandon Nemo even more than we already did. Yeah. So, um, yeah, if he wants to be a splitter only guy that mixes in his fastball, I think that's the best way for Hector Neris to be a competent late inning guy. And they need Hector Neris. I mean, with Robertson down, they need him immensely at this time. And I I know people probably want to ask us about Kimbrell. The only way I'm really going after Kimbrell is if, if Robertson's like done for the year. And even then, I know he's not going to have a one-year deal. I don't, he's not taking a one-year no, deal. No, so yeah. fine. Two max. As I've said from the beginning, the more we get deeper in, the less I want Craig Kimbrell. The, I, it's just the more I think about it. And your point has stuck with me. The, the line that you said, when you just think about it rationally and say, they had to bring their starter, Chris Sale, in to close out the World Series. I mean, if that doesn't tell you where they were at with Craig Kimbrell at that moment, I don't know what else does. Well, I... I'm not a Red Sox fan. You're not a Red Sox fan. No. I was scared crapless watching Craig Kimbrell <laughs> in the postseason, so I couldn't imagine how Red Sox yeah. fans. So. Well, and it's funny because if you talk to any Red Sox fan, like an Al Morgani or whoever, they will say that they want nothing to do with that guy. They're they're done. Yeah, and the, the the most hilarious thing is like people act like if you sign Craig Kimbrell, it's like, well, he's going to be disgusting from day one. Superstar cold. He hasn't been good since 2017 or yeah. like 2018. Well, like, and it's that's just, the thing is like 20. It was that he was great in 2017. Like otherworldly, but he sucked in 2016 too. He really sucked in 2016, then he sucked again in 2018. Which one of those three is the Mirage? Probably the one in the middle, right? I mean... Yeah, so um, so listen, if, if Robertson's so bad, it, obviously you never want that kind of injury. It's just, especially it's with a guy you that's... You hear elbow soreness that, I mean... Nine times out of ten, it's Tommy John. Yeah, and you never, and he's never had a track record of being hurt. That's why mm-hmm. they signed him. I mean, the Phillies this offseason, they prioritize guys who are going to post whenever they need him to post. Whoops! And unfortunately, Robertson got hurt. <laughs> and and what what hurts even more, I know, I know Tommy Hunter's a, a laughing sixty stock, day now, but he's he's there's no way he's pitching this year. Oh, he's done. Yeah. Oh, I think I don't think we're ever seeing Tommy Hunter this year. No. I agree with you. I think he's already pitched his last game in a Phillies uniform. I agree with you. Which for most people, they're most happy. Most people about. are fine. I I would have. <laughs> I like Deb. Been fine with Tommy Hunter. But so yeah. uh, we'll. We'll see what happens with Robertson if they make a panic move. I just it's nerve wracking. Look, Gabe was on with Angelo this week and he said that they fully still expect Robertson to, as Gabe puts it, you know, get big outs for them. He said the postseason this summer too. and in the postseason was what he said. 
but he said we're going to take it slow with Robertson. So it doesn't it doesn't seem like he like they're sure he needs Tommy John or anything like that. It didn't seem like that type of answer that he could be back, but it also didn't seem like hey he'll be back in ten days type of answer. So I think it's going to be some time, yep. one way or another. And and look, if he's got elbow issues, take time. Yeah, if he gets back at all, I'll be happy. Yeah, don't rush it back. All right. Um, real quickly before we look ahead to the Rockies, there was one interesting nugget out there this week. Mike Miner. Mike Miner threw a complete game. Yeah. And three hitter. Granted against the Angels, who are terrible, but still. Mike Trout's in the lineup. Yeah. So they oh. should win every game, apparently. Yeah, sure. Trader Mike Trout. Whatever. <laughs> Trader Mike Trout. Um, Trader Trout. Wait, hold on. Benedict Trout. Benedict Trout. <laughs> Look, let's spin it back around. This is great. <laughs> Um, even though like he never played here, so it's a little different than Benedict. Than, yeah. Trout. Benedict um, I, it is funny though. I, I I just you know he did the whole like Ben Simmons sent him the Sixer stuff, and he's tweeting out. It's the kind of thing that I used to get like so like yeah, tweet out about my teams, my oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and now it just feels dirty. It I'm feels, so out on it. I am too. It just does, it not endearing anymore, no, bro. He did the freaking Eagle schedule. The not other day. endearing anymore. No, I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. I'm, I'm out. too. It is amazing, but I am out. It's uh, sorry, yeah. Mike. Listen, you, Sorry, you, Benedict. You let me down. Big time. So it broke my heart. Mike Miner, yeah, apparently they're interested in Mike Miner. Um, and we talked about Mike Miner last year. The deadline was a potential name that was thrown around all that. This offseason off season as well. Yeah, so they've been long interested in Mike Miner. Uh, and it's it's good to see him pitching well. I mean, he went through so many injury stuff. Dude, I mean, if you go back and look at Mike Miner's story, it's pretty amazing that he's pitching in the major leagues at all right now. Yeah, I, I liked Mike Miner a lot when I went back and watched some of his starts from last year. Uh, a good slider. Good fastball, uh, knows how to pitch, it seems like. And I believe I did utter the sentence that I believe more in him than Andrew Miller mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's starting, so that kind of hurts. But if you yes. put him in the bullpen, I thought he'd be good. Yes. And Andrew Miller's another guy who, a long track record of being, record of being great, looks bad again. Which he's is, been terrible in which is crazy. so far. So, uh, Small yeah. sample size with relievers this early. I do yes. want to, I, I don't know how much Mike Miner would really cost, though. That's my thing. I don't, That's my, well, I, I, it depends on the other suitors out there, obviously. Value is all relative, of course, but I don't think it's going to be cheap, Jack, is my well, feeling. Well, especially because the starting market right now is just so bad. Like, let's put it this way. I think they're asking for Adonis Medina. I don't think the Phillies should give up Adonis Medina to get Mike Miner, but I think the Rangers, it's a package based on Adonis Medina. I think that's the type of deal they're looking for. And Miner signed all through next season, only earning um, $9.5 Perfect for a team that doesn't want to go over the luxury tax. Perfect <laughs> for a team. The two, so I, I think where the Phillies are right now, they're about eighteen million under the luxury tax. Mm-hmm. And if they brought in Bumgarner and bought in Mike, brought in Mike Miner, they're both still under the luxury tax. Ooh. So because my uh, Bumgarner's twelve Bumgarner's cheap this 12 year, million yeah. This year, so um, I think I think I think the best pitchers available at the deadline this year, as it sits right now, are going to be Ray Bumgarner and Mike Miner. Which is crazy, and it's the Phillies crazy. need a lefty. So all lefties. So which is a good thing for them. It's a yeah, good market. They and want the, lefties. And Robbie Ray would cost them most. I think so. I think I think based cr- on age and contract, someone's going to really really overpay. I mean, Bumgarner's for, a free agent at the end of the year, so that yeah diminishes his value for the Giants. I mean, and we're not sure he's that great anymore. He looked better on Saturday, like I said. Bumgarner. Someone will pay something for Madison Bumgarner. Because someone it, will convince themselves that guy's going to pitch in the playoffs for me. Yeah, yeah. So and, and hey, I'm cool with it being the Phillies. As we talked about last time, I would love to see Madison Bumgarner pitching in a playoff game for the Philadelphia Phillies. So let's go. Agreed. It's something that I would like to very much see. Can I have one more thing on that series? Yeah, sure. I freaking 
loathe Jack, Jeff McNeil. Oh, again, and, and you loathe me more than last it's time. It's like they're so classic. Philly's Jeff McNeil killers. really is. Here's the thing about Jeff McNeil. He, he looks, looks like a rat. Yes, he looks like he shouldn't be a baseball player. He looks like he looks like he's like a homeless person or something. He's 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 their new Daniel Murphy, but when Daniel Murphy was is actually good rather than when he's bad. For the yes. Rats. Yeah, except Jeff, for the last two. I mean, he's been like four hundred. Dude, it's crazy. Yeah. He's been like four eight. It's really like, annoying. He's impossible to get out. I'm with. I'm you. already out. And then Nimmo with his freaking sprinting to first base after a walk is a tryhard move. Hunter Pence, with that you said that. Yeah. I it's all I see now. I all it. I see is a left-handed Hunter Pence. I do love what you said last week, though. It is very true. Like the Mets hate his back, just oh, like that. Conforto. Oh, that seven six eleven inning game. After that, I was just like. Freaking hate the Mets. Yeah, I hate him. All right, Edwin Diaz is untouchable. How about a team that? Uh, yeah, dude. <laughs> but how about Mickey Calloway just being a horrendous manager? Oh yeah, yeah. That, I mean that was embarrassing. And then they had to come out after and they're saying we're saving Diaz. We're not letting him go four outs all year. Ho oh, ho! Smart baseball. Great. You, you paid all this to get a guy that great idea who's twenty five. Yeah, an under contract for the next four years. They're like, oh well, he's under contracts. So we can't waste him. He's a relief pitcher. What are we talking about here? Yeah. I. Mickey Calloway, disaster. the Mets organization, just a disaster, but talented somehow. They are talented. Yeah. And I, 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 They're going to be a thorn in our side. They're going to be there. They're a good team. Bertie Van Wagenen walk, walked past me twice yesterday. Did you? And, uh, Did he? Yeah. And uh, he's striking. I was going to say. He has I a mean, presence about him. Yeah. Like, yeah I, I, mean, I felt I felt out alpha. I by, feel like if your name is Brody Van Wagenen, you yeah, just, I mean, alone. That can't be his real name, right? Like, that's that's too good of a name. It's yeah. like Leonardo DiCaprio. That's like you literally got off the, the boat from Martha's Vineyard and said, oh, Brody Van Wagenen here. Yeah. Like, so it's it's the Leonardo DiCaprio theory. His name, his name can't possibly be that. Like, I like it's that. Too great of a name. It's a, yeah, you're right. Way too great. Bro, oh, God, I hate that guy. So, two, two, two guys I've been out alpha by. Still should have hired a Heim Bloom, as far as yes. I'm concerned. But. Two guys I've been out alpha by Jim Salisbury. That's <laughs> <and> Bro- <laughs> quite a list. And, and Brody Van Wagenen. Quite a list. I like that. <laughs> All right. Um, looking ahead, Rockies. And now it's Colorado. Four game yes. series in Coors Field. So, take um, the overs. The, take the overs. Uh, pitching matchups Eflin versus Freeland, Velasquez versus Herman Marquez, who, as you know, as I've talked on this show, I'm, love him. He's so good. He almost threw a perfect game the other day. He's so good. Wait till you see this guy. He's so good. He's a big dude. Well, we saw him last year when he struck out the first 10 batters. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Well, <laughs> was it wait, 10 or was it like Here's nine? the thing, Jack. Here's the thing. Most Phillies fans weren't paying attention at that point. So well, now I, they'll get I to was. see. Oh, yeah, sadly, I was too. Um, Nola versus Antonio Sensatela. I have no idea if that's the right way to say that or not, but I'm going with it's it. Probably not. And then I got versus John Gray. General thoughts about the matchups and the series in general. Uh, Freeland's been shockingly bad this year. Yeah, surprising. Um, I, I really I got, like- no, I got, I'm, I'm out in front in my Marquez versus Freeland bets that I made prior to the season. I did like Marquez more than Freeland, I but I too. also liked Kyle Freeland yeah, a lot. So. Kyle Freeland's a really good pitcher. Um, also I'm, didn't realize drafted by the Phillies. Did you realize yeah, that? Yeah, no, he I was. I didn't know that. He was. Scott Fransky told me that. So Freeland, uh, uh, he's a good pitcher. I always expect good pitchers to figure it out against the Phillies. It's just my... Uh, it's what they do. <laughs> it's what they do. It's what they do. <laughs> so I'm not going to say he's like they're going to rock him because I just... He's going to figure it out against He'll our figure it out. So, uh, big Eflin bounce back start. I want to see how he's using his fastball. Um, I hope he just gets back to four teams up and in. Well, especially in that ballpark, right? I mean, do you think uh, that, that was my thought generally is is they've been, Phillies have been breaking balling people to death as we talked about. And stuff. You go to Colorado, you have to adjust a little bit, right? Well, because the balls don't balls break. Balls break. So, throw more fastballs, you would think. 
He wants to, and then now fastballs are getting crushed more than ever. So. <laughs> it's so perfect. <laughs> Things are gonna go great. And yet somehow the Rockies are six and twelve on this season. Yeah, they're bad. They're, they're a bad baseball team right now. Just shocking. Six and twelve. They went to the playoffs last year. Well, it's a good thing that Nolan Arenado only cares about winning. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Garrett Hampson batting like one eighty in the two hole. It's I'm great. Totally not shocked that Scott Kingery two point is <laughs> struggling. <laughs> well, next year's his year. Don't worry. Um, uh, Freeland. Well, he'll probably bounce back. Eflin, uh, we want to see where he's at with this fastball. Velasquez, I, I, for as much as I liked where Vince was against the Marlins. Terrified of him in Colorado. Yeah, I do not expect him Terrified. to go deep, in, in, especially going against the Rockies, or especially going against German Marquez. And then Nola. It's Herman, by the way. Herman Marquez? It's, it is, it's it is. Herman, yeah. I, which is a great name. Go ahead. Uh, I've watched Sensantella like once. I know nothing about it. I've seen him pitch, but I, I've never paid any real attention. He's the worst of the four pitchers the Phillies will face, for sure. Well, they haven't announced a Sunday starter yet. It's or, John Gray. Oh, it is John Gray? Yeah, it's John Gray. <sighs> So I'm in on I'm in on bounce back John Gray. John Gray's I own him in my fantasy. So team. I own him in both of my Taylor, easily the one, and you like that because Noel's going against him. That's the the yeah. best pitcher though, or worst pitcher though. We'll see how Noel's ball's moving in uh, in in Colorado. Um, so we'll see. All right, Jack, we're gonna get to final thoughts in just a sec. Did you have anything else before final thoughts? No, I don't think so. Okay, good. Because Ivan is this weird. Okay, been a little while. My the, the game that's sweeping the nation you is t- it weird, Jack? And it's a baseball. Is it weird? It's a Phillies. Is it weird? Is it weird that in that 14-3 game, the Phillies just won, that I was maniacally rooting against the Mets scoring any more runs because I care so much about the Phillies' run differential. (laughs) And it got so screwed up by that Washington game and then that Miami game that I genuinely, really, truly cared that they kept that 11-run lead because of run differential. Is that weird? Uh, it's it's very I mean, it nerdy. Of you. I mean, it means nothing. It means nothing. But like when you're talking about power rankings, everyone's That's like, well, they're run differential. It's because people always bring it up. They're like, well, they're not that good a team. The run differential is only this. That's why I did it. You did it for the national writers. Yes. So and that, all the a holes who always are, oh, look at the run differential. Because like, they don't really watch the team. Anymore. Yes. Yeah, they run differential back. They just lost fifteen to one. All right. It's yeah. one game. Yeah. All right. I like. I, and uh, yes. speaking speaking not of, weird. Speaking of run differential, the Rays are at like forty. Rays are the best team in baseball. Yeah. Who saw this coming? It's pretty crazy. It's it's absurd. Kevin Cash for president. Well, everyone for president down there. I mean, they're they're <laughs> the whole front office. A, oh, Chaim Bloom could have getting Yandy Diaz. Could have hired that guy. They paid they paid five million dollars for Yandy Diaz, and they don't spend money on anyone. I know. So uh, they 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 stole Tommy Pham away from the Cardinals. I mean, it's like they it's they just make the best moves. It's really really impressive the way they run their organization. Teams I'd be most afraid of trading with if I'm the Phillies. Rays, number one. Rays, Astros, Indians. Yes, 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 yes. Dodgers. Dodgers, Yankees. Yes. I think that's a very fair list. Yankees would be a distant fifth on that. I, I know, know Cashman's man. really good. Uh, yeah, well, you're right. I mean, you look back at some of the moves that they've made. They made some good trades. Dude, dude, they, I mean, the Glaber, the Glaber Sh- trade is the, one of the great trades in the history Chase of baseball. Chase and for Luke Voigt. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. I mean, and you know, yeah. Look, Clint, Clint Frazier coming around. They trade Justice Sheffield to get Paxson's, that Andrew Miller trade looking good. Yeah. No, Cashman's good. Cashman's really good. You know who I put 30th? Oh, Theo Epstein. What? I knew you were going to do that. Did he just give Kyle Hendricks $50 million and is he Kyle Hendricks Nick Pavetta 2.0 this year? <laughs> yes, he is. All right. Final thought, Fritzy. Uh, all right, I got two two final thoughts. Where are you at with Kingery Dingery? Oh, good. I'm happy you brought this up. I hate it. <laughs> I think it sounds so dumb. Kingery Dingery? That's the best we got? I like the Kingery in the North. 
Ooh, I haven't heard that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. A thousand times. Kingery dingery, it sounds like a bad commercial. It sounds like the dilly dilly thing, which is fine. I don't have a huge problem with dilly dilly. Kingery dingery, it just sounds goofy. Kingery dingery duck. Yeah, it's a- The duck fell off. Yeah, yeah. It sounds yeah. goofy. It sounds goofy. Yeah. I used it last night. I tweeted it out. I was like, ah, this feels weird. Not a fan. Yeah. Strong not Kinda a fan. Kind of out on the kingery dingery. Okay. And- the Official high hopes position- out on Kingery Dinger. And another thing that we have influenced with the Phillies is that Bryce Harper is no longer fist pumping. He's only bowing. Really? Yeah. Bryce, thank you for listening to the show, first of all. We appreciate it. Now we come do. on. Now come on with us. Yes. And thank you for, you know, listening to us. Like, heeding our advice. We're, we're only here to help you, right. Bryce. That's what we want to do. Yeah. We will. We, we only care that you're getting on base and scoring runs, and eventually the power will come. You're clearly pressing, and it's okay. It's, it's okay. And my I'm second final thought is that the NFL is scheduling their season around a Phillies playoff run. We know who the most important team in this city is, folks. Thank you very much, Roger Goodell. Um, Thank down- you for ba- I mean, that is essentially the NFL bowing to the Phillies. Yes. Right? John Middleton John, turned into Bryce Jack Harper Middleton again. Bryce Harper like a, a bow. Yes. Here we go. Okay. My two final thoughts. Not Phillies related. They are baseball related. First one. The last two years. You care to take a guess what Vlad Vlad Guerrero Jr.'s stat line is his his slash line in double and triple A? It's the same exact as his dad's when he got called. It's three eighty two four forty six forty five. He has an almost eleven hundred OPS in the minors over the last two years. He's going to be good. My final. Well, do you final know thought. his numbers are literally the exact same? Are as, they exactly the same? Yeah. So it's amazing. They're exact same as his dad when his dad got called up. Wow, that's crazy. That is crazy. He's going to be awesome. And. My real final thought, my most important final thought. Jack, if I say 6,829 plate appearances, what does that mean? Oh, yes, yes, yes. How about that? Joey Votto, for the first time in 6,829 plate appearances, finally popped out to the first baseman. You know what we call that? What do we call it? Baseball. 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 You can't predict it. That's what I love about it. One last baseball point. Lay it on me. I am all for the let the kids play movement. I am all for. Oh, yeah. Thank you for bringing that back. I'm all for bat flips. I love bat flips. I, I'm I'm a hundred percent for all of this. Tim Anderson deserved to wear one yesterday. I don't care what anyone Why? says. He, the bat. he did not flip the bat. He threw it and clapped in the catcher's oh, face. Oh, you know who you know who threw a bat at a dugout recently, and we applauded it. You were in the ballpark for it. Bryce Harper. It's a home run in Washington, and he chucks his bat right at the Nationals. Flips it at the Nationals. I would have had no problem if he wore one. I would have no problem. Okay. It's it listen, there's so much talk about the unwritten okay. rules from Here. people who never played the game. I don't care about your opinion about the unwritten rules if you'd never played baseball. Yeah, that's fine. I think uh, I'm gonna cede my my comment to Joe Sheehan. Great baseball mind. If you don't follow me, you should Joe Sheehan. Hey Major League Baseball. If you want to build a marketing campaign around letting the kids play, then you need to start suspending, and I don't mean for five games, the pitchers who get their fifis hurt when the kids do just that. He's right. If you're going to build your game around letting the kids play, you got to enforce let the kids play. I mean, and a five game suspension for a pitcher is so silly. It's like, oh, you're suspended for your rest? Great. Awesome. You have to push your start back one day? So he wants to suspend people for hitting guys? Well, in these situations where they are retaliating, suspend for retaliating. He threw it a sip. He's fine. Come on. He's perfectly fine. Wait, of course he's fine. That's not the point. The point is is that you want the kids to have fun. You're going to do a marketing play and let them play. They actually have to let them play. And guess what? If you're gonna if you're gonna show up and act like you haven't been there before, you're gonna get plunked. I'm sorry Jackie to hear it. here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let what do you want me to do? Lie about it? No, I want you to to evolve. I want I want the bat flips. 
then you have to be okay with them and not hit guys because they flip a bat. And enough with the whole, like, if pitchers celebrate, with pitchers don't really celebrate. Yes, they, they do. They, they pump celeb- their fists. They pump yeah, their fists. In, like, fist. the seventh they, or Marcus eighth. Marcus has got his little cadence. He does. Come on. It's fine. Let the kids play, Jack. Everyone can celebrate. I don't think it's a problem if someone wears one for it. I think it's ridiculous. Jackie tough guy over here. I was pro-punking people. <laughs> <laughs> did it all the time. I bet you did. Yeah. All right. Uh, Phillies in Colorado. Go Phillies. Uh, we will be back. What do you think this is better than the wrestling podcast? Uh, we'll see. But I like Turtle. I like Bill. I like Kevin Keenan. Give him a listen if you like wrestling. Okay. Look at that. That was magnanimous there. Split in Colorado. I'll be happy. Okay. I want to win three or four. We'll talk to you guys later. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.